Uncharted. The Pioneer Alumni Podcast is hosted and produced by Alumni of the Pioneer Research Program, a virtual research institute for outstanding high school students. Widely respected for its high standards in selectivity and pioneer academic rigor, it is the only fully accredited and college-graded bearing online research program. In Pioneer, students work one-on-one with university professors in advanced study and research of a topic of their interest, ranging from physics to gender studies culminating in a full-length undergrad-level research paper. Since 2012, over 7,000 students from 71 countries and regions have completed the program and joined the Pioneer Alumni community. This episode of Uncharted features Aishwari, a Pioneer alumni who conducted research at Pioneer in 2020, interviewing Julie, who conducted research at Pioneer in 2018. Julie graduated with an economics creative writing double major from Colby College in spring 2023, and is currently studying law as a JD candidate at Duke University. She has a strong love for music and refers to piano as her unofficial third major. Julie conducted her pioneer research on music theory, exploring her passion for piano from an academic perspective. In this episode of Uncharted, Julie explains about her experience in coping with US study as an international student. She shares advice about work-life balance and bonding with professors. Julie provides tips on networking and interacting with the college community. If you're interested in the key highlights and inspiration from Julie, listen to the short episode here. Okay. So I just want to ask you to introduce yourself real quick. Um, So what is your name? Maybe you can talk about your major, where you went to college, your hometown and your hobbies, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, sure. I'm Julie and... Um, I went to Colby College. Right now, I'm a 1L at Duke University School of Law. My hometown is um, Shenzhen, China. It's a city that's very close to Hong Kong. So a lot of people in the U.S. think I come from Hong Kong, but it's very different. Um, as for hobbies, I play the piano, and I also like to do painting and um I also like to lie in bed and do nothing, so <laughs> a lot of hobbies. Um, yeah, that's a great, oh, yeah. my major, um, yep. so <laughs> I forgot that, but, um, I, I'm an economics and English creative writing double major in Kobe college, but I also spent a lot of time practicing piano, like for two hours every day. So I kind of think of myself as like triple major, but yeah. No, I think that's totally valid. I think it's awesome that you were able to pursue that in college even if it wasn't technically one of your majors. Um, So what inspired you to study economics and English? So you said specifically creative writing as your majors. I'm very curious. Um, Yeah, so first of all, I think Kobe College has a really great creative writing program. So I sort of want to make use of that. But also I just really like reading, uh, reading and writing and especially in English because it sort of allowed me to be like, to use a different sort of personality um, that's very different from the one like in the Chinese context. And I really like that sort of role playing thing. And also to me, um, reading and writing is a process of seeing the world um, from another person's eyes, which feels cool and also rewarding. And 
Um, I also just like the feeling of being in control when I'm writing fictional and also nonfiction work, because I get that precious space where I could present the stories to reader in a way that I find interesting, and they'll just have to listen, <laughs> like they have no choice, oh, yeah. but hopefully they enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I did econ major because my parents want me to be an econ major. That's a very <laughs> typical Asian parents thing. But they do support my passion for writing, but they also want me to keep in touch with um, the real world a little bit more by learning about how um, the, econom the um, economists will understand the world. And I think they're right. I'm glad I did econ too. No, that makes so much sense. Like, I think my parents were over the moon when I added computer science to my philosophy major. They were like, you're finally doing something real. <laughs> um, So I totally understand that. That's really awesome. I think it also makes a lot of sense that you are going into law after why you're interested in creative writing. Um, Because I don't know if you're interested in litigation, but crafting arguments and documents is like you're in control of the narrative, right? Um. And at least from my experience, like the case briefs and stuff that I've read are always so narrative focused. You know, it's about making it um, the story that is most compelling out of the facts that you're given. So I think that's so cool. And I think it makes so much sense that you're going to law. Um, so, so maybe we can talk about your experience as a Pioneer alumnus now. Um, so I was curious, like, what do you remember about your Pioneer experience? And, you know, what was it like? Yeah, yeah. I did pioneer research when I was in grade 10, which is almost seven years ago. Um, time really flies. <laughs> um, I did music theory, um, specifically rhythmic studies with Professor Joseph Lubin from Oberlin Conservatory. I still remember that, yay. Um, <laughs> and I think for the research part, I did and like a paper analyzing um, Tchaikovsky's piano piece. It's called uh, Barcarolle of June, which is a piece that I performed before. And then I thought maybe I should also try to analyze this like from a rhythmic music theory perspective so I can understand it better. And also it's a way for me to show off to my future college friends. So I just did that. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I think um, I've definitely heard that piece. It's incredible. Um, that sounds like it was really enjoyable. So I'm very curious. So like, what do you think you gained from participating in Pioneer? And like, how did you grow from it? Um, and like, in what ways did Pioneer affect your confidence coming into your undergraduate studies and the way that you really approached your academics in college? Yeah, um, first of all, the whole experience is just really pleasant for me. I really enjoyed taking classes with um, Professor Lubin and doing rhythmic analysis um, on that piece that I really wanted to do <laughs> analysis on. And um, because before that time, I mostly just did piano performance and didn't really take any music theory courses. So it was a great opportunity for me to be, be able to um, see music from a different perspective. But also, I feel like that whole experience made me feel way more confident going into college because it gave me this um, early exposure to college level academic research, which you would not be able to get if you are just taking regular high school classes. And also, 
also I was able to see how like a college professor's expectation for your work will be and that level of detail. And I think it's all very helpful. Like speaking of traveling, what 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 was it like adjusting to the American college experience as an international student? Because I know that like I'm also sort of an international student. So I want to hear more about your experience. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky enough to be able to attend like to go to a private international high school. So I was able to adjust to the US culture a little bit more like like earlier than other people could, but it was still quite like, I wouldn't say tough, but it's very different because, um, you know, I come from China and like Chinese Asian culture is very different from the US culture. And for example, um, in in like a traditional public school like Chinese school setting in class you are not supposed to like ask that many questions and or interact with the teacher that more often and it's because it's kind of offensive because you know you're supposed to be humble and respect the teachers and one way to do that is just to like say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think you're all right <laughs> it's like that kind of thing but in the U.S. it's completely different. It's the other way around. Like you're you're supposed to interact with the teacher and that's a way to show your engagement with the material and um, with their teaching. And you are supposed to raise your hands to answer those questions and sometimes to challenge the teacher if you really have questions on what they said. And like those sort of cultural differences were important, but also um, could be tough um, initially. But one way I try to like adjust to that culture is to say yes more often than to say no when I face those sort of situations and also to observe how my U.S. classmates do things and try to do those things and see if I like them. And I did. I really loved challenging my professors and I feel like I have oh. a reputation for asking tough questions and they for that yeah. no I think the first day of freshman year I was so I I'm very much um so I, I'm an extrovert so I love meeting new people but in classes right. I sit in the front I sit front and center I don't talk to anyone I just like you know when I'm in class I'm in class right that's it but so I'm sitting front and center in my lecture freshman year right and my professor writes this statement on the board. It was like, everything is subjective or something like that. Everything's relative. I don't know. Um, and I, and he, he's like poses, and this is a lecture hall, of like 200 people. Okay. He's, he asks a question. Okay. So what does everyone think of this? And every, it's a first class of freshman year. So everyone is sitting there like, oh, I mean, I think it's like interesting, you know, whatever. And I, and I, I raise my hand. I'm like, I think it's incorrect. I think you're wrong. And like, right. and, and that professor ended up being like my best friend, like as a my professor bestie, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like, he's he's been such a huge impact in my like life. And, you know, like, I, I honestly think that's one of the most beautiful things about the American college system, like the kind of culture that we have around making sure that it's good to ask tough questions that professors are humans too, you know what I mean? So I definitely feel that. And I think like as an international student, like when I went to high school in India, it was actually very similar in that sense where you're just supposed to say like, yeah, oh, okay, I understand. And like not ask questions and learn it yourself if you're like confused about something or like whatever. 
Um, so I think it's really good that you really enjoyed that and took advantage of it because I am the same way and it's really good to hear that there's more people like that. So, um, so I'm very curious, like, why did you choose a small liberal arts college as opposed to like a big university setting? Yeah, so I, I remember I was a huge fan of liberal arts college when I was still a high school student and I actually applied primarily to LACs rather than larger universities, although I wouldn't, I guess I would try something new if I were to apply again, but um, to me, like, the main factors that I considered was classroom experience, because um, I guess some large universities have smaller class size, too, but in liberal arts college, you definitely get a lot of classes with really, like, small size, like, for me, um, in my writing classes, especially, they are mostly just like 13 to 20 people at most for each class. Sometimes the larger classes are like 25 people or 40 people at most. Like I've, I don't remember ever taking a class that's like larger than that size. And because of that environment, you get to interact with the professor like a lot more in every single class. And I feel like that's really helpful for you to like understand the material, but also to have a better classroom experience in general. And also I feel like, um, I guess this depends on your academic system, like in each school, but at Kobe, I feel like it's way easier to do double major and for you to explore multiple fields. Cause I know that at some large universities, they have a lot of like, requirements for each major and it's really hard for you to do double major because I mean you you can still do that but you're going to be studying all day but for <laughs> yeah basically I mean I still study all day but that's my <laughs> yeah, yeah. college is small but yeah that's another thing I consider because I had a lot of interest and I want to try them all so yeah Kobe was Kobe allowed me to do that um, also, I feel like the um, liberal arts college bubble is real. Like you, like in that environment, people don't talk about jobs and like anxiety about work that much. And you actually get to just stay in that environment to study the things you like and just not worry too much about the future. And that could be a bad or a good thing, depends on how you think about it. But I really enjoy that process because I mean, how many years do you get where you can just enjoy academics and not worry about work? Like yeah. the rest of your life to worry about work. So <laughs> that's, that's yeah. well, at least that's what I thought. So I just, I went to um, a liberal arts college. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I think um, it's really important to live in the moment. I've noticed that like, I go to a very large school. I go to Boston University and there's definitely a culture of constantly worrying about what internship you have next summer and like what you're going to do after school and like you're not really in the moment about enjoying the material of your academics which is definitely something I have noticed I will say I love going to a large university um mm -hmm. so I advocated for it all the way but it sounds like liberal you I think you might have just like convinced me that liberal arts colleges are really really good choice and I'm kind of sad I didn't apply to any now because I I didn't want to I when I was applying I was like I don't want to go there that's not a good fit for me and honestly it probably wouldn't be as good of a fit for me because I love like I'm very extroverted so I feel like I love the opportunity to just meet like literally hundreds of people um but 
but I think you might have convinced me that it's really good because that sounds amazing. Yeah, um, like, but I, I do think that, I mean, they all have their pros and cons, but I feel like maybe, I'm saying maybe, this is a hypothesis, but I think introverted people will tend to like liberal arts college more because it's a smaller circle. It's sometimes it's less social anxiety. And also um, like there are a lot more opportunities for each student. Like, because I, I feel like in larger universities, sometimes you just feel the pressure of having to go out more to like seek for opportunities. But in our college, because the professors are devoted to students and I mean, they are way more interested in teaching than research sometimes. And it's just easier to get opportunities that way. And it's very introvert friendly. Yeah, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, I think that's a really interesting point. Like, I think our, at least at BU, like, it's very research heavy. So, like, professors take research sabbaticals very often, um, and they're always almost, like, working on something or the other. So, it definitely means that, like, opportunities are very competitive, and it can be hard to apply for them. Um, but I definitely felt, like, I I think my, so my higher level philosophy courses were all um very small classes like 12 to 15 to maybe maximum 20 people um but sitting in the lecture hall for like my computer science classes it's like 300 people so way different experience and I definitely get that I think the attention to to like the personal attention that you sort of get um with the professor whose class you're in where it's a smaller setting is just so valuable. And it also really is one of those ways that you form a relationship with your professor. It's way yeah. harder to form a relationship with a professor who's teaching 300 kids. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I definitely think that makes um, so much sense. So, so what's something that you feel fortunate to have done, like something that really shaped the person that you became in college? Um, I felt fortunate that I um, just generally step outside of my comfort zone and took a lot of classes in like all sorts of fields and also try to interact more with my professors because all of those things are like outside of my comfort zone I'm very introverted back when I was a high school student and um I remember taking like really weird classes like Japanese culture like it's about how women in the 19th century or something in Japan, how they worked and the situation that they faced. I mean, even though I'm Asian, I don't really know Japanese or about Japanese culture in general, but the topic seemed interesting to me. So I just took the class. I did a lot of things like that. And also I, I just felt fortunate that I tried to bond more with my professors and it really made my whole college undergrad experience a lot more like, I guess, richer and more interesting. Uh, my piano professor actually invited me to her, like to her house for dinner, like on Thanksgiving, like twice. So That's I just spent two Thanksgivings at her house, like eating her delicious food and all of that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, building professor, like relationships with professors like that it's really incredible. So I'm really glad that you got to do that. Um, and taking like interesting classes is definitely something I think everyone should make time for in college. Like I took, um, like I wish I could have pursued a minor in Russian literature, but I was able to at least take a few classes in it. 
Um, like I, I want to take like hopefully senior year I'll be able to take some like art history classes you know just like fun stuff it doesn't have to be you know trying new things just learn because I think college is that time when it's like just dedicated to learning yeah which is something that you don't get to do after college unless you stay in academia and even if you stay in academia usually you're going to be like sticking to one thing because mm-hmm. you're expected to produce work in your field um so I think it's really nice that in college you get to like kind of explore. And so I think people should definitely take advantage of it. I'm really glad that you did. Thank so, you so much for like coming onto this podcast. I think this was an incredible episode. It was like really great to hear about your experience with Pioneer and music theory and how your interest in like creative writing and, you know, economics and stuff like that really led to a development and an interest in law school um and I'm really glad that you were able to really take advantage of all the resources at your college which seemed like you really loved your experience at Colby um Mm -hmm. to kind of get to where you are now so yeah yeah thank you I really enjoyed talking to you yes it was lovely speaking to you too thank you very much for listening to this episode of Uncharted if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast Please feel free to leave a review and don't forget to follow us at pioneer underscore academics and scholars of pioneer on Instagram. See you next time.